You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. IRLoneStar.com. It's 904 right now. Hanging out in the studio. Thanks, Billy, for bringing us in. I'm sitting here with Skippy. It's going to be us today. Jake couldn't make it in because he gave some other excuse not to be here. So we can uh, be mad at him and sad at the same time. I need my Jake. Need Who's going to talk kid. about sports without Jake? Well, I mean, Houston's doing okay, I think. Didn't, didn't right. the Astros, like, drop, drop the ball last night? Pardon the pun. No, I meant basketball. Why, we only care about playoff sports. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. the Rockets are doing okay, right? Yeah. I think they they won the first game of the next series. So awesome. there you go. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We're here every weekday morning from 9 to 11. We're still getting our YouTube stuff fixed. So sorry to tease you for like three days. It was so cool. And then it was like, oh, no, we'll take it away, boy. And then. Uh, the first sample is always free. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we did give away two tickets yesterday to Kiss Me Kate and keep following us on social media to know when we're going to keep giving away more tickets. So uh, outside that, let's do some uh, weather and traffic and then we'll get to the show. Right now, it's 75 degrees outside in Montgomery County. Uh, 1% chance of rain. The high today is going to be 88. Low is going to be 70 degrees. Uh, your weather forecast for tomorrow's first Thursday concert and Local Conroe Farmer's Market looks pretty good. The high tomorrow is going to be around 87, low is 67. It's going to be a beautiful day tomorrow. That all starts tomorrow at 4 p.m. over there at Heritage Place for the Farmer's Market. And then the bands start around, I think, 7 o'clock or something like that. They got uh, they got Travis Linville and Folk Haven Revival. Nice. So I'm going to go. I'm probably going to go there solo. And uh, it's a Thursday. I'd, I'd be your date dick, but I've got to well, be. Well, you got to do a play or I something. I got to do, yeah, we got to do that. Stuff. That Kiss Me Kate stuff. So there you go. Yeah, it's, uh, SteamWorld is happening on that. We open on Friday. Yeah. And, uh, it's going to be good. A lot of good stuff. Tickets you. are going. Well, it should. Yeah. If my mom likes the play, that means the general population likes the play. Okay, what do I got to do to uh, convince your mom to bribe her, blackmail her, what works best? What? She's already going. Yeah, but I mean, to say she likes it. 
Oh, that's a good thing. I don't know. Bribe or blackmail, Dick. I, I, need, I don't do I need that. To we don't know do what, that in our family. Route to go. We don't do that in our family. Every we, family everyone's a free it. spirit. Every family has a price. And if we do betray each other, we excommunicate them and they're gone forever. Aww. We have, we have, there's not actually black sheep. There's actually no farm animals on the land. They're gone. <laughs> they were, they were, they never existed. They never existed. No black sheep in Dick's family. So you learn something new every day. We've been spending months together and I just learned this about you. That is awesome. And there's no black sheep because no one remembers it. <gasps> Ooh, mysteriouser and mysteriouser. I yeah. like that. Ooh. Uh, traffic conditions, I-45, North Let's finish up, you know, the actual <laughs> stuff we're supposed to do. Um, I, I'm actually not seeing any problems right now. I know Rayford Sawdust right there is always kind of slow at this time for northbound because of the Woodlands Parkway. You know what I almost want to do is get on Woodlands Parkway northbound, go towards it, and do what everyone else says is wait till the last moment and get over. There's a special place That's in what the everyone does, circle, right? Cthulhu hell for that. That's what everyone does. There is a difference between when you're said, okay, the two lanes merge into one, and everyone tends to get into the, the lane that's not going to merge, and people that zip by technically and legally, that's what you're supposed to do is fill up both lanes until the merge point. So that's more forgivable to me. Although, if someone sees that there's a line of cars and the other, he or she should move over. There's that. But then there's the person who, as you just pointed out, there's an exit-only lane and someone is zipping along next to it. And the last second they go, oh, I think I'm supposed to exit. So they slam on their brakes, causing the jam behind them on a lane that should be going and trying to squeeze in. Shame, shame. But did you, uh, there was a huge accident or something on 45 that Rayford saw this yesterday right at uh, rush hour. It made a lot of people late. I had to go pick up a friend's kids up in Willis at some point just because he, he called me. He's like, I'm, I'm in Willis and I'm not going anywhere. I mean, I'm in uh, the Woodlands and we're not going anywhere. He was stuck on Grand Parkway for like an hour. Well, that's why I refuse to leave any, anywhere until about 7 p.m., 8 p.m. or 4 a.m., 5 a.m. I got gotcha. you. You mean like staying up till 4 a.m., 5 a.m. to do no, it? No, I'm or? just not leaving here till you know, 8 p.m. Because traffic. Yeah, right. Traffic? I, told you, I told you I get high anxiety when I'm driving. I know. I know. Um, but you will be driving here for the uh, the concert. The first, I'll be, I'll be staying here. I'm not leaving downtown Conrad. That's what those pillows are over there. I wondered about that. Okay, Sad. now I know. No, I'm on the Donald Trump sleep diet. I uh, sleep four hours, and uh, I just I do the okay sign before I go to bed three times and then I go to bed and I sleep for four hours and I'm good. I missed that one. Yeah. I don't know. I just made that up. It sounds good. I believe it. We should put it out there to see how long it takes to hit to a major news outlet is, is true. We should do that. So, yeah, maybe. uh, maybe there are things in, in the, uh, the news we can talk about throughout the morning. Um, yeah. What, what, what do you want to cover today? Cause we're kind of flying solo. We're depending on Jake to be a segment or two, but now we, uh, it's just us. So it's a little, blindsided as usual one or two days this week we're always blindsided right a week on mornings lone star yeah well but, but, you know what's funny is like tomorrow we have a full lineup awesome yeah we, we had nathan coming back in he's gonna do a fair wrap-up with some guests hopefully we're gonna i don't know if they tallied all the money that they've given to sh kids but uh hopefully find that out tomorrow that, i mean it, to me overall it was a, a success even though it rained on the last day uh you know there's a lot of people involved i mean all the people in all walks of life too that's important because that whole community came out. But uh, so we're going to have them in. And then awesome. We're going to have, I think, Meals on Wheels? Or is that next week? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. But we, we got guests coming in. If you want to be a guest, uh, 
hit our. Uh, I don't know our, what's going on. What? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, we don't know. We're making it up. But if you want to be a guest or have a story to tell or want to join the conversation, always call us 936-647-3776. Hit us up on IRLoneStar.com. You can also do slash MWLS or just click the buttons till you find us. Or um, we're on Facebook, Mornings with Lone Star, Instagram, the Twitter, and just all kinds of... We're on the Googles, I think. So that is cool. Sorry, I, technologically, I'm a little behind it. The, the, early this morning, I had to get airline tickets for my mom through my app because, you know, I use my card to get miles and stuff like that. And she, she's got a flip phone. So, like, I, even from getting the seat assignments to getting the, the boarding passes beforehand, and I had to talk her through everything. So I myself feel like I'm back in the 1982, not in a lot of uh, technology I don't know if you saw this, but local news. This uh, this was reported uh, yesterday. The Ironman course was two miles short. Yeah, okay, I saw the headline, but I, I never went back to it. What? Uh, tell me what happened here. Did someone mess up somewhere? Because if that's the case, if that's a qualifying event, they're they're hosed. Because we had that last year with the uh, the the um, Woodlands Marathon, where they some someone accidentally marked off a route that shaved less than a mile off and anyone who took that route was disqualified well they reversed the decision where the world the records wouldn't stand but now they now they say they do the records do stand well i don't think they should if you're two miles short i mean that that makes all the difference in the world yeah i mean that's what i don't really get I'm a, I'll, you keep talking because I mean that that's a big deal to some people because this is a, uh, I think this is the second year the Ironman qual it's a qualification round now it used to be just for practice but now it's a qualification but right I mean how is that even fair? Well, yeah, if uh, again Woodlands Marathon last year less than a mile was accident and it was total accident and they took it all the way up to the the World Marathon Committee whatever it is or whatever the governing body is you say listen can't we just average out the times because these people obviously look at their history, and it's like, no, they did not run 26.2 miles. They ran 25.9. It was like literally half a mile was shaved off and did not Well, they were matter. saying that they they kind of changed some of the uh, – the morning of, they changed some of the things for safety precautions. And I guess it added – it tallied up. It wasn't like they took out two miles of the road. I think what they did is they probably – did some turns or mm -hmm. took away some turns basically. And they added up to two miles. But it does, it racks up. That's um, I feel sad for these people. Cause think about you put in 12 hours of that day and Lord knows how many months or years of training to get to the, I mean, to cross that finish line going, I did it. I did it. And then to find out, no, didn't, didn't do it. Well, what's strange to me about this, is how much organization, how much money goes into it, especially with closing down the city, or like the county, really. Why not figure it out? I yeah. mean, you're already doing everything you need to be doing. Like that's to me, that's really that's to me. They should be outright. Like I would, I would be pissed because even if they allow it, because it, just for politics reasons, you're still going to be known as that person who broke a world record but didn't really break the world record. Because like a like a record was broken. Well, yeah, you shave, you shave off so, two miles. Yeah, 
I would be, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I guess you wouldn't really be furious, but I mean, you're still doing 110 10 miles of stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying, just to get there and just, you think you've done I wonder it. if they're going to put an asterisk next to his name. That is probably what's going to happen. So. Because think about people who do break the record down the line. It's like, well, you know, shave two miles off. Well, what I love is like the PR stuff. Like the, the one of the directors quoted, it seems to completely be overshadowing what could have been a really, really, really exciting race on both men and women's sides. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you failed to do an actual race. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> so that's our local news. So people get it together. You, you had hope, one you job, so. map out a route. And it's, so. it's not as if they weren't afraid to inconvenience travelers that day. I got stuck in that traffic. Well, I, I, that's what I'm saying. If you're already committing to blocking people off, might as well just go for like making sure this is the real deal. Yep. Right? Yeah. Bad people. Bad, bad I mean, people. bad people. It's 915, <laughs> Maureen's the Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We'll be right back after the short sponsor message. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. A face that we hide away forever And we take them out and show ourselves When everyone has gone Some are satin, some are steel Some are silk and some are leather They're the faces of a stranger But we love to try them on Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com we're talking about some local stuff about the Iron Man, and unfortunately for that man who broke the world record, he's. I would love. Actually, let's see if we can interview that guy. Yeah, let's get and his then, name. And then we just asked the one. local, right? As memory serves, there's a lot of local people uh, came here, but a lot of people came out of town. Boy, my La Quinta was filled up the night before. It, no. it was like 120% capacity there. Well, good thing they're they're going to bed early because they're racing, right? Oh yeah, they were. It wasn't like for like a DJ thing or. No, they they were there to wake up early. Oh, but I'll tell you, they were really nice because I was afraid because our room, unfortunately, is an amazing. They, they were not local at all. One was from Australia. One was from Iowa. So I don't know where your memory is serving you right. Oh, I, I know exactly. Uh, I was thinking about last year. The, unfor- the unfortunate person who passed away was local. That's sorry. My brain went there. I haven't had enough Conroe coffee. So I need to get some. Have we talked about our sponsors? Conroe Coffee and Soup Office Clean. We're talking about them now. Thank you very much, guys. So Dick is still uh, looking up. We're we're trying to see if we can get these people uh, on the phone to talk about how, hey, you know how you thought you won an Iron Man? (laughs) Not so much. But uh, in the news, if we want to go statewide here, uh, Texas, along with six other states, are suing to end 
DACA, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, otherwise known as DREAMers. Uh, now, remember, this is a program that was pretty recent. It was formed under the Obama administration. So, because I've heard some people going, this is, you know, he's destroying something that's been there for decades. No, it's been a few years. Um, joining Texas in lawsuit are Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Nebraska, South Carolina, and West Virginia. And uh, the reasoning is a federal judge in Washington called DH, Department of Homeland Security's rationale against the program uh, opening and capricious. He gave the Trump administration 90 days to make a new case. So what's happening is these other states are coming in to add to the litigation to provide more evidence on what works and what doesn't. Um, now, here's the thing, and I read this earlier, so it's kind of a segue. Uh, this lawsuit joins a whole boatload of of litigation that is in front or going to end up in front of the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court. They're running out of time. Supreme Court convenes in October and makes all the rulings for that year, and then they back down. It's almost like a TV show taking the summer off. And they typically, the, the big cases, the ones that are game changers, they save to near the end. Again, like a TV show, you want people coming back for next year, so you, you have a cliffhanger. But this Supreme Court is going real slow on a lot of big issues, a lot of Im immigration-related uh, stuff like that, uh, uh, amendment-related, you know, what's freedom of speech, that kind of stuff. So... The feeling is that the United States Supreme Court is very soon going to just unleash a deluge of, of rulings on some high-powered stuff that could change the, I don't want to say change the fabric of the nation, but, you know, just, just be real game changers. But, yeah, Texas, six other states suing to end DACA. Um, it's more of a headline, I think. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a headline because I mean, it's it. nothing that's going to happen because well, this litigation is going to take a long time yeah. and it's not going to get resolved until it gets I wish I could get paid court. to do all that stuff. You just kind of like, we need, we need to be relevant for six more months. We must stop it. And then we just put it, and then four years later we get a phone call, kind of like when you're jury summons or whatever, you're like, not jury summons, when you're actually in court finally, mm -hmm. when you get like a stupid ticket. It's like, sir, you're supposed to show up for court next week on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Okay, cool, we'll be there. And you show up, I'm like, oh, we didn't prepare. <laughs> oh, man. Well, can we can we push it back a little bit more? It's been four years, sir. We need to talk about DACA. DACA. No, 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 no. No, no, Un Unreasonable. Well, it d does seem to be pretty capricious in the sense that, you know, you can't do that. But like with uh, in the higher levels, this whole kerfluffle between the FBI and the DOJ, where documents, deadline after deadline saying, if you don't give us these documents by this date, we will hold you in contempt. And then the deadline passes. And as, as you say, nothing really happens. Now, try to be John Q. Public in traffic courts and pulling that same thing. You would get beyond busted. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll try it. We shame, try it. shame. So this okay. is funny. I, I got something funny. Uh, this is Georgia. You know, okay. Georgia is one of our states. Okay. Not known for its peaches. So there's a gubernatorial campaign happening. For, uh, that means governor. Guy running for the governor. So this guy named Brian Kemp, who's running for Georgia governor, he's a Republican, filmed a commercial, uh, a, a political ad where he's trying to be funny, I guess. But in the ad, 
he's pulling a shotgun on a kid that wants to date his daughter. And we'll let the kid go if the kid can properly convey Kemp's political platform. As a man who myself, I do political ads. Well, you're wondering... You wonder in what universe anyone thought this was a good idea. Especially pointing a gun at a child. Who... And I've done funny ads, too. I've done serious ones and funny ones and controversial ones. But seriously, who thought this was a good idea? Did the now it could be that Brian Kemp said, I want to show this. And, you know, he hired someone to say, sir, you're you're paying the bills, whatever you want. And, you know, no, that's probably what happened. I mean, anybody that's stupid to point a gun on a kid, that's probably that guy's fault. I, I pity. Let's, well, let's be, let's be honest. I, I, anyone, I mean, like, even if you had like the most aggressive campaign manager and, and any a person who goes no i don't think that's a good idea i'm the boss like i don't want to point a gun at a kid no you're gonna do it i like to eat so you know i rarely turn down a job but that's something where i if that had come to me i would have said there's absolutely no way we're gonna shoot this is not funny you gotta trust me because same thing with you know like a videographer or a campaign manager let's say it's someone who's not making the decision it's my job as a videographer to say listen i can shoot this video but trust me on this it's going to have the opposite effect of what you want and or if it's holding a shotgun on a kid no i'm not gonna shoot it the video not the kid. wow but yeah so brian kemp gubernatorial gop candidate for good georgia luck, man. good luck to you sir i don't think you're gonna be getting some people's votes on that one that we need a one of those uh trumpet sounds you know wah, wah, wah. yeah that was pretty good. Can we just record me doing that? No. no. No, okay. Well, you know, it's interesting. There's a couple things going on with automobiles, and we're always kind of talking about uh, driving, self-driving cars, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Uh, apparently, they're working on the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is slowly phasing in it being required that all cars have rear-view cameras. Okay, I can see that. I remember when the third brake light had was made into law. The third brake light? Yeah, the one in the center uh, the, in the rear window. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, no, that was in the 80s before they, that. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Before that, because uh, the the brakes, the, the, the two on the side were, were too low for everyone to see, in case, especially if you're riding up on someone. So, yeah, in the 80s, they made it law well, that you had to have the third brake Tell light. me what you think of this statistic that they released, and this is kind of like the reasoning following why they're going to start making this a requirement. They reported 226 people were killed and 1,200 injured a year. That's their average. Sorry, 226 people average or killed and 1,200 are injured over a year due to back over crashes. So my question to you is, how are 226 people getting run over that fast? I think it's probably kids. You think so? Yeah. you know, More than half of home. those killed are children under five. Yeah. these Or are, adults over the age of 70. Right. These are the ones that you're backing up and you're looking. And you, I'm sorry, I turned away from the microphone to, <laughs> to visualize Are you in your car that. right now? I'm in my car. I'm flashing back to my car. That's why with both my kids, I train them at an early age. If you're walking in a parking lot or between cars don't walk behind them excuse me walk in front of them you know between the grills even if you have to ooch and turn to the side and stuff because you never know 
And it can happen to anyone, unfortunately. Well, what's funny is this has been in... Uh, they've been fighting this since 2002 because apparently they're... Uh, they pre- uh, presented this act called the Cameron Goldberson Kids Transportation Safety Act named after a child, two-year-old, who was run over by his father who accidentally ran him over because of a blind spot. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently all three mirrors still can't see anything in the blind zone 10 to 50 feet directly behind the vehicle. You know what's funny is I don't have a vehicle that has the blind, that, that doesn't have a camera. And so I'm thinking now, how many close calls have I had? And then what? it's even on the other end of the spectrum, Holly has a camera and she depends solely on it. Like, I think if that camera malfunctioned, she wouldn't know how to back up. Well, Holly is also three foot two. This is true. I and mean, I think it, I think the state should provide a driver for her. That's what... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say a phone book and some cinder blocks. No, I, just, I think for everyone's safety, <laughs> they should provide a driver. But actually, the, my most recent car that I bought uh, last year after the most recent flooding has a backup camera. And when they were trying to sell me on it, th- this car... Well, that's actually the reason I brought this up is a lot of people are arguing now that the prices, because they charge crazy amounts of money to replace them and to do those things. But with, with the web camera technology, basically it's a webcam. Yeah. You know, a little, little dinky that's in your phone. So, you know what? You can just strap an iPhone to your, your trunk and get the same basic effect. Or, yeah, I guess you need two iPhones because you need to be able to see it. But I think the price will come down, especially uh, when it becomes mandated, federally mandated. You have to have this. But from a safety issue, before I had the rear view camera, they're trying to sell me on it. And I'm like, I don't need it. I've been looking over my shoulder for years. So they gave it to me for free. You know, they, they didn't up the price on it. I can tell you unequivocally that it saved my bacon on more times than I care to admit. You start to back out of a parking lot. Oh, like every day if I'm parking on the street here, less than two hours, Conroe PD, just to let you know. And there's a truck behind me. I'm pulling out a diagonal. I can't see who's behind me until it's too late. That camera gives a little panoramic view and helps. It is at license plate level, so you get to see if there's a dog or a kid behind you. And I've come to rely on it. Uh, I try not to rely on it too much. You know, I always like to look over my shoulder. But I'm a fan of this. Uh, Same thing with the third brake light. It didn't cause any, you know, it wasn't a money grab. And um, I really think the, the price on cars... They're, they'll swallow a lot of the cost because of the, the government mandates that you have to. Yeah. I believe that they have to provide some resources to, to help facilitate it. And, uh, otherwise, it puts an undue burden on the company. Or the government says, you have to add this to that. Well, you got to help me add a thing because I don't have the money for it. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. For telling how the world works. We should have that as a segment. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. <laughs> all right, 931. We got to take a break. Say thanks to our sponsors, all that stuff. Let us know what you're thinking. We got 936-647-3776. And also, IRLoneStar.com slash NWS for all the other ways you can contact us. We'll be right back here on IRLoneStar.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002 offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hello, 9.35 on a Wednesday morning. I feel like doing that, hey, hey, what day is it? But not, no, I haven't had enough coffee, so we're not going to do the whole it's oh, Monday. You know what I forgot to tell you? We what? got tickets to give away outside Kiss Me Kate. What? So when Kiss Me Kate, you know, you know, goes somewhere else, uh, June 7th, the Taste Fest is coming back, brought to you by the Conroe Lake Connor Chamber of Commerce. So next month, we're giving away tickets. So I think we're going to give away a lot of tickets. I was going to tell you about this today. Nice. We'll talk about next break how we're going to do it. But yeah, they had their show yesterday, and she's like, you know, we really want to get your listeners in on Taste Fest this year. And so pretty much almost every show we have here are giving away tickets, even if they're like not even a show that gives away tickets. That's awesome. So, now, now, the Taste Fest, what are you tasting? Is it food? Is it Jay, have you never been to Taste Fest? It's not. just like Taste of the Town oh, okay. in the Woodlands. No. Just like that. Been there. And it's, a, it's more local for up here. Uh, you will get a kind of a, a wide variety of restaurants on June 7th, like coming all, probably going all the way to spring almost. Wow. And then all the way north. But uh, I'm there. And we got to keep one of those tickets for so ourselves, right? Yeah. Can we be judges no, on no. something? No, no. See, like, that's my strict rule for being a station manager. Like, no one can keep these for personal reasons because we got to support the chamber. We have to support the chamber, and I got no problem with that. But if we could be like food taster judges, I'd be all well, over Well, we that. are. We are brewing, I've been training up, my whole we life are brewing up a live remote there. No way. So yes way. Way. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll, we'll talk more about that on our social media and stuff. Cool. But yeah. Right now, tickets are on sale, though. So if you don't want to wait and you want to support your chamber, go to Conroe.org. Get your tickets. They're $15 in advance. And that includes all you can eat and two adult beverages or water or soda, whatever. But that's $15 in advance. And you get all you can eat. Children under five are free. Man, I'm really glad I got this giant poster in front of me to read. I know. <laughs> it's just like, okay. It has everything you need. Well, that sounds awesome. We're definitely there for that one. Uh, another event that's happening a little bit sooner than that, uh, starting this Friday, it's the Montgomery Antiques Festival. This is a oh, huge that's thing. Right. It's the 19th right. annual. So this is a that's big This Friday? It's yeah. two days, right? Yep. And uh, three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's hosted by the Historic Montgomery Business Association. It is my favorite color. Free parking, free admission, and it sounds like a lot of fun. The, uh, antiquing is like hardcore here. It's like quilting. It's you just, know there's a quilt festival coming next year. Yes, next I month, do. Right? Uh, I do. My mother-in-law has informed me of this. Absolutely. You know, she I didn't want to talk about it. hardcore. But yeah, so that sounds like fun. I, I myself will probably schlep out, if possible, this weekend to Montgomery to check it out. Take Mrs. Skippy with me. I, I loved, used to love going antiquing because you'd find like old eyeglasses or model train stuff, or I even found old Star Trek ornaments that were like long out of 
circulation and good prices. And plus, if you're in theater, Goodwill and antique stores are your best friends in the whole world. You can you can costume and, and prop up a show for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> so much stuff going on. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about different news items, and I found one that I would love our listeners to kind of chime in. Because this thing has been kind of, and I told I told Skippy this was going to happen. I think, regardless of the political climate, but the Boy Scouts are planning on dropping the word "boy" from the name of of, of a flagship program. Uh, basically, I think they're basically going for Scouts of America. Mm-hmm. And because uh, if you didn't know, I think it started back in around 2015 for about the uh, gay leaders, and it ended its ban on gay leaders. Mm-hmm. And then they started going general neutral for all for the boys, and now they're going to start accepting girls into the program. And you know what? And I was when I was sitting there thinking about it, a lot of their programs are just about development skills mm-hmm. that can be translated to both girls and boys. Is there really like? Can you think of anything besides the whole stigma of like, oh, boys stay in this side of the cabin and girls stay in this other cabin kind of thing? Like, what other programs do they do that are boy specific? Well, nowadays, and since I'm old enough, you know, I, I can see where it came from. I myself was also in the Indian Guides, which is YMCA's yeah. version of the Scouts, Boy Scouts. Well, I think Indian Guides were younger. Yeah, it was it was younger, but I mean, Boy Scouts can range. I think from uh, I think ten is the earliest you can go. Yeah, Weeblos, and then seventeen. Yeah, no, we you're talking yeah, about Cub, Cub Scouts. Yeah, Cub, Weeblo, and Boy Scouts, yeah. and that's the whole under the, the BSA rules. No, Boy Scouts, though. Boys, like you're mm-hmm. a Boy Scout at ten. You're not a Cub Scout at ten. Right. Yeah, you, well, from 10 to 11, I think, is when you're a Weeblo. We be loyal scouts is what Weeblo stood okay. for. Well, no, I think it's like 10. The only reason I know that because I was a Cub Scout, and there's a big difference from Cub and boy. I know. You grew up to become a man, and that, it, was a, it was a rite well, of passage. The only reason I know that is I couldn't start qualifying for badges and stuff. And, the, they, and They wouldn't let me do it, and I'm like, well, I want to do it. And they're like, well, you're not a Boy Scout. You're a Cub Scout. And I go, well, is it the same? Nope. I want to get a jump on the Eagle, bro. And these were rites of passage. So uh, look at it from today's standards. Indian guides, some would view that as cultural appropriation and racist and stuff. But we actually learned how, and these are like really early memories of mine because I was very young, how to make ice cream from scratch, uh, how to build a campfire, you know, properly putting the little thing, how to create a teepee. So nowadays, while people, there would be those who's like, oh, this is racist and cultural appropriation. It taught us some real skills. In the real world, I'm not going to go build a teepee to sleep in. But the concept of the concept of teamwork really helped. Same thing with Cub Scouts. In the old days, it was the boys learned how to hunt, be hunter-gatherers, and the girls learned how to iron and cook the food that was brought in. That's how it was in the 60s going into the 70s. It, you had your defined roles. That's those social studies, the health class back then. I remember the special day where... For health class, I think I was in sixth or seventh grade, they took the girls out of the room and they put them in a separate room. And that was where everyone learned about the birds and the bees and their bodies, but gender specific. Those days are blurring and will one day be gone. Uh, a lot of the taboo-ness is off of it. So you can be in a class of, you know, children or elementary school levels and talk about, you know, women's bodies or cycles, whatever. So this is a natural evolution, I think. Uh, Scouts well, been going forever. Let, let me let me go. Let me give you some of the history. I'm reading here about mm-hmm. the report and about the history of what the boy BSA is going through and all this kind of stuff. So let me give you some numbers, okay? So Boy Scout of America claims that there are 2.3 million members right here. 
down from 2.65 years ago and that their height ever and Boy Scouts ever is 4 million participants. Wow. They uh, started a program called Venturing, Venturing and Sea Scouting programs that allow members to go up to 21 years of age. So it's for more adult development. And then they also say there's almost a 1 million adult volunteers who help put all these programs because this is a very local thing and a very nationwide thing. And what's interesting is when reading more and more about what the Boy Scouts of America wants to do, to give you an idea what we were just talking about, uh, what they're going to be doing is they're going to be divided a lot, like on the gender line, and there will be in single-sex units pursuing the same type of activities. So there might be mixtures, mm-hmm. but I think what they're going to start with is the boys will still be with the boy crew and the girls will be with the girl crew. And I think be, it's a great start. And they'll they'll do the exact same thing. Oh, get the you know the fire badge, get the tech badge, get you know that a community volunteer badge. They're all going towards the the same thing. Now, what's interesting is the Girl Scouts of the United USA have been vocal in the opposition. It's telling me. So uh, to quote, our experiences are created for and with girls. So no boys, no mm-hmm. boys allowed in the Girl Scouts. Uh, and it's. The, I guess she's just she's kind of afraid that the girls are going to start going towards. Well, yeah, you have an integration, and so this, that's the thing. There are two distinct identities that have grand traditions. Uh, historically, you know the the patch for for like a Cub Scout or a Boy Scout was to make a leather wallet. The comparable badge in the Girl Scouts or brownies or jubilees or whatever was to sew. Nowadays, because back then women sewed men. Well, I mean, I think that's. Leather. I think this is one of the one of the great moments in, I guess, social evolution. Because to give you an idea, the one of the Girl Scout leaders says that since they're the Boy Scout Society leading girls, and she's lost more than five hundred girls in the I area. It. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so what does that tell you? That tells you your program stinks. Compared to what's being offered next door. Instead of complaining about it and forcing them. And, and especially like say say if I had a daughter and she wanted to join one or the other, I I'm more familiar with the Boy Scouts because I don't know I don't know anybody in the Girl Scouts because I really don't know what they do. Cause to me the Boy Scouts always did that stuff that you were kind of like practical learning and critical thinking and decision making. That's what it taught me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked about it. And it made you do things out of your comfort zone, and it made you learn new things, especially if you're going for it, Eagle Scout. My, it taught you skills. My sets. best friend went for Eagle Scout, and I helped him with it, and that was a lot of fun. Like I didn't do it, but he was more dedicated to it because it's not just it's not very easy to get the Eagle Scout. Oh no, no, it's not at all. And here's the 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 punchline to this: Your dear Skippy here on the air has been both a Boy Scout and a Girl Scout officially. No, don't freak out, people. I've always been Skippy with a beard. But uh, I was a brownie troop leader a few years ago. And so uh, not only did I do my scouts as a kid, I was a Cub Scout, a Weeblow, and a Boy Scout. Didn't get anywhere near Eagle Scout status, but did my time there and absolutely enjoyed it. Two years ago, uh, there was a a whole bunch of girls who had applied for for brownies, and they didn't have enough troops, so they had to form new troops, and there was not enough women. Uh, I was talking with my daughter's mother at the time, and there was a conversation that happened. Uh, they asked if I would contemplate becoming the, the Brownie Troop leader. And actually, at that point, it was even co-leader. You'd have to have a, a female also. I went through a rigorous, 
rigorous background check on this one. You think the CIA is a tough background check. You, you try being a guy applying to be uh, in the Girl Scouts and passed it. And so I was a, a troop 1153. Love you girls. I know we've disbanded since then because they all grew up and went into different troops. But yeah, I was officially a Girl Scout. I got to wear Girl Scout t-shirts. And so I know the history behind them too and the Jubilees and behind it. And I absolutely agree that they have their, their traditions and their flavors and they should be kept as separate entities. But also I'm a fan of integration. I think you can have a special program. I think you can have parts of the Boy Scouts where it's boys only. You don't have to force an integration because there are just some things that are, you know, it's like saying daddy-daughter dance, but I'm going to take my son. No, it's a daddy-daughter dance. In the old days, it was take your daughter to school or take your daughter to work day. And that was because that was to encourage girls, hey, you don't have to stay at home. You can get a job. Now that's no longer moot because everyone knows it. So it's take your child to work day. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you, but it doesn't mean you have to take everybody. Uh, so a forced integration, not so much a fan of, but I think that they should add it and have the opportunity. Well, I think especially looking at it in the long term, it's all, it seems like it's about numbers for these people. So to me, co collaboration is the perfect way to not even get more numbers, but it strengthened the core of, of the longevity of the program. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, and they'll be nowadays. They're learning more schools. Like I said, you can, the boys can learn to sew, and they're I mean, not I, really I, men. And to give you an idea, like the stigma. This is like twenty years ago. My best friend didn't tell anybody he was in uh, Boy Scouts because, like, not? the school we went to, like that was not. I guess it wasn't the cool thing to do, but he was the only person I knew who continued it. And he did it all on the weekends. Like, he didn't tell anybody. When he got it, he didn't tell anybody he even got it. Like, all of our friends. Yeah. And I tried. To, he wouldn't He wouldn't let me tell him. I was like, you need to tell people this. This is, like, a big deal. And he's just like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. I guess there must have been a stigma time for a while because it's, it's grown back. Be proud. If you're a scout, be proud. And uh, sound off. If you think there should be this integration or keep them separate or a variation of the theme, let us know. 936 647 Three seven seven six, or drop us a line on Facebook and Mornings with Lone Star. Good topic. I like that one. Yeah, I thought you enjoyed that. I did very I much. You enjoyed that. And you're listening. Now you know I was a Girl Scout. Well, I mean, we know you're a little off. So <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to Mornings with Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. We've been enjoying this morning. I hope you guys have too. We got about an hour and ten minutes left. It's nine forty-eight. We're gonna say a special thanks to our sponsors this morning. You can always chime in, 936-647-3776. Follow us on social media, all that kind of stuff. If you can't call in, we'll be right back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Disregard the danger, though we share so many secrets. There are some we never tell. Why were you so surprised that you never saw the stranger? Did you ever let your lover see the stranger in yourself? Don't be afraid to try again. Hello! It's a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt here. It's a witch hunt. Uh, mornings with Lone Star. Can you, okay, so I was saying about this, you know, Donald Trump does that Twitter thing. Now, what is that condition called when you get older 
and you start remembering things that th- you think were yesterday, but it happened like is that is that Alzheimer's or is that dementia or what is that? Uh, that is more the d- dementia, okay. I believe. So can you imagine Donald Trump having that horrible condition where he like keeps reliving his president days? So say he's like ninety five, which uh-huh. is like in ten years, and. He has this condition. So now you're dealing with a guy who still thinks he's president and you have the Secret Service because they provide Secret Service for the rest of their lives, right? Yeah, you get a lesser. Uh, uh, I mean, you still, get, you still get a dude or yeah. a girl. Uh-huh. Like, there's somebody with you yeah, at you all still times. Have a team. So you still think you're president. Like, you're, I'm talking about in their minds. Uh huh. It's, it's conceivable to see a person have this condition. But we get that every day with scenario. Hillary Clinton. She's just convinced she's living her presidency days and she never even got elected. No, That's right. She, I went there, people. No, does she have Secret Service? Huh? Well, no, right. She's not a political. She didn't have. Any she, was, she was Secretary of State. But she so. didn't. They don't get that though. I don't, I don't think Secretary of State. Because who are we talking no to? Cabinet position. Who are we talking to? Where it comes to political stuff, like when do you get bodyguards? Because that's how you know you made it in the political world. When you win a, a nomination, up until no, it's like no, you don't get it. Like for example, our state representative here, Will Metcalf, doesn't get bodyguards. No, no, no. I'm talking presidential level. But senator. I bet what our Ted Cruz, he's our senator, right? Correct. So he probably has a bodyguard, right? I believe Cruz and Cornyn both have bodyguards, but Brady doesn't. The Congress level doesn't. Because there are. Oh, well, man, now I, now I know exactly what to tell that guy. I'm like, you're nothing. <laughs> you don't have a bodyguard. Because there are 400 and some odd Congress people and only 50 senators. Yeah, but senators. that doesn't mean they're important. That's what it basically tells True. me. True. But here's On the thing. paper, you're not important. Brady, because since Kevin Brady is chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, so it almost makes him as a cabinet level position. Almost, I believe he may have a body have a bodyguard in certain cases now, probably or at least a, an enhanced driver. I'll find a I'll look into. What do that. you mean enhanced driver? A driver with special skill sets. You mean like the 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 prelog prolog or is it epilogue or prologue? Prologue is the beginning. Epilogue. So prologue of taken. Yeah, there you go. That's who to be driving. There's someone up. who uh, you know, driver. Lee Nielsen. Who, I have skill. I have a certain set of skills that could be beneficial to you. Oh great! Because anyone can be an Uber driver, but you know. But yeah, I can just imagine Donald Trump, you know, having you know having his uh, fun with that witch hunt, witch hunt. <laughs> yeah, 40, 50 years from now, witch hunt. But I'm telling you, it's uh, Hillary Clinton. She's just living this presidency that she never got and probably will never have. She's already lining up for. Uh, I think she's going to try and make a run for 2020. I mean, that's going to be said until it actually happens. Anyone's going to. I mean, even the smallest newspapers can be like. She's going to run. And I'm, you know, I'm saying this. Hopefully I can get some people to chime in on this. She won't go away. There is no other political figure but in has the she history ever of political. F- is there ever been a point Once she set when... her side on the, on the White House. Well, no. that's been for like 30 years. Like there was even a joke in Pluto Nash. Mm-hmm. With Eddie Murphy from like 2003 that the money currency had Hillary Clinton on the face. Mm-hmm. So this has been going on for oh, absolutely. And a while. There's an episode of Sports Night where in 2000, when one of the, 1999 or 2000, where one of the characters meets Hillary Clinton. He's just, but she, at that point, she was just Hillary Clinton. You know, the wife of Bill Clinton, no presidency, no secretary of state, no Clinton foundation, none of that. She was just this person who many looked up to. And then as she got, I think once she said her sets her set her sights on the white house. I think that's where stuff changed. I, cause I remember when she lost to o- Obama the, the, in 2008, um, I was directing the gridiron show and I actually did a, a parody of the song mama Mia turned into Obama Mia where it's Hillary Clinton talk singing about how she lost, she had a coronation planned 
she was the presumptive nominee. And then this uh, sophomore, a freshman senator from nowhere came out and took it from her. And back then I was cracking jokes about her telling him, you'd better make me vice president or something and support me when I run. And sure enough, secretary of state. But then what happened was enough scandals happened and Obama did not throw support behind her. Remember, he was like, I'm very neutral. I, you know, whoever succeeds me is good. That's, can you think about it and think of the deals, the backroom deals that the Clintons and the Obama administration or, or high level players made about, okay, I will be your secretary of state. I will swallow it for four years, but you better come out for me. And then he, he says at the end, no. So that was, and I, I think that kind of, I don't want to say, want to say die, put her over the deep end. I don't mean crazy wise. I think that's where she's like, okay, I would, I will get this no matter what. She can't let it go. And think about any other uh, whatever. presidential we're, we're candidate. Done we're done with You're it. You're done with it? Can you, but name another presidential candidate who's hung on so long, who who, who failed. In well, like I, the history. well, typically people who fail, they, from what I remember, they go into private sector. If I remember, like, I know like Al Gore, he went into the private sector. He didn't run again. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have a fail running. He didn't run for something and fail again. He just quit or he made money somewhere else. Who else was there? I know McCain just kind of stuck it out. Now he's quitting. But, I mean, he <coughs> he's like the most loved person in Arizona. Right. But uh, we do want to. What about Palin? Do What's Palin doing? Uh, she became a pundit. That's it. She's just kind of hanging out. Yeah. You know, Fox News contributor, that kind of thing. How much money do you think they get paid for that? Oh, God. Speaking fees would be out the uh, through the roof. Well, I mean, are they like Bill Clinton speaking fees or are they like? It depends on how hot they are and what the topic is. Hillary Clinton speaking fees. Well, that's the thing. I think you'll find out that what Hillary Clinton was commanding for a speaking fee last year at this time is way higher than what she could get nowadays as more and more things pop up about the, the foundation. But yeah, it's think about the Mondales of the world, the Doles, the Hearts, the, the Quails, the, you know, you know, I know when to leave a party. And most people do, and I just don't think that's in her DNA right now. I could be wrong. Am I wrong? Am I talking smack? Yeah, Call nine three six six four seven three seven seven six and let us You're know. You're usually wrong on this stuff. Probably. But probably. I can, I'm okay with that. Okay. Did you hear Facebook's got a dating app or going to get I'm one? I'm surprised they don't already have something like that. I really am. Because that's, I mean, that's what it kind of started off as, in a sense, like you're the like you couldn't save a profile without selecting certain things. I think single, yeah, man, seeking or, a woman. This and I get that, but isn't the timing kind of really funny that this is, Facebook is under the scrutiny of the misuse of personal information? Now they're saying, "Hey, give us hey, even more you know personal what, information." We, we had a listener chime in real quick. I'm mm-hmm. sorry to this. They they are changing the names to the Scouts. I think they're gonna they're eventually gonna change it to Scouts of America. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, listener who who wrote into Facebook. Thank you very much, listener. We appreciate it. See, I told you someone hurt us. And it's probably doing business as they have to change a lot of documents. It costs a lot of money, a lot of time. Yeah, I know, right? For How old is that organization, too? Uh, the Scouts? Yeah, that's, uh, that's got to be. Like, over 100. Yeah. Uh, but going on from that, uh, yeah, so Facebook, on the hot seat with the Senate about misuse of personal information, now Zuckerberg saying, hey, give us even more personal information now. The timing is just... Well, I mean, if you're looking at... Disregard the whole, oh, what's he going to do with our information? I mean, everyone, whoever really cares about the stuff, they already know everyone collects information on everything you do. Agreed. I mean, that's what cookies are. 
Mm-hmm. If you don't know what cookie is, then you shouldn't be using the internet because that's exactly what cookies are. Preach. And so when I see that, I'm like, I don't care anymore. Who cares? We're already giving it up. We're using this free service, kind of like Google. Like Google offers some great things, but you got to be willing to give something up. Like, mm-hmm. do you know any other service 30, 40 years ago that you could get free email, free storage online for your photos, for your documents, a free uh, copywriter? software, mm-hmm. a free Excel spreadsheet software. Translation. And presentation software. Like, yeah. it's all free. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we're not, I mean, that's not utopia world, folks. They're, they're making money somehow. But that's that's kind of the point, that people willingly do that, as you say. They know they're doing it until something goes see, wrong, well, and then see, they're shocked that it happened. Yeah, well, nothing really went wrong, though. I, oh, I agree with you, but everyone's like, oh, they're taking our I mean, someone hacked a company that uses this information that's already available to to people. But that's the funny thing is that Cambridge Analytics, Cambridge Analytica, who's the, the main company behind this, there were others. The previous presidential administration used the same information. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, they, they basically, the, nothing new. the thing that happened was something was stolen mm-hmm. because the analytic folks paid for that. So no one's mad at the hackers for stealing something, but we're mad at a company having the information they paid for. So you think uh, just the wrong focus, the, the wrong uh, target has been chosen well, I here think for people to get I, upset I, at? I, well, I honestly think the news organizations look at objectively, the, they do not look at stories objectively. They look at it trying to fit a narrative to get people's attention. Mm-hmm. And this just happened to be a dice roll that fit everything they need. They had Donald Trump involved. It had something negative about Donald Trump involved, and then it had more, oh, what could it be, question mark, involved. I mean, that's like half the half the, the news items are like, there could be more. Stay tuned next week. And it's like an ongoing cycle that nothing ever pans out. And that's what, that's what, that's what stinks about this because, like, if you look at Google and you look at Apple, why don't you think Apple has, a, like, a, an infrastructure like Google? And a sense of cloud and all that stuff. Like if you think like, because look at Google products. Google isn't known for their laptops or for their iPods. Like they try though, but mm-hmm. they don't. They fail in that world. Oh yeah, they're so how how, <laughs> how do you, well, how do you think they're making money? Oh, absolutely. Because are you what, how much money do you give Google? Do you think like dollar like you give them money? How much money do you personally give Google? Well, I guess depending on what sites I click on and purchase from. Well, no, you're not. I'm talking about you going, Google, here's $5. Oh, well, zero. Zero. And I think the majority of people are doing that. Mm -hmm. So somebody's spending money with them. And I think a lot of people just don't understand where that marketplace is. They don't know. It's not like a brick-and-mortar store where they go in and go, here's Google money. Give me something. What am I buying from Google? It's mainly because of online. Search engine is one of their biggest ones. YouTube's one of their biggest ones. I'm talking about someone handing cash over. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's all about... uh well, this is what the dot-com was supposed to be when it first came out, which is why there was the, the boom and the bust. It's the concept of, okay, this is a company that literally provides no product, no service on the surface. And everyone tried to get on board with that, and, and it, it, that's why it, it, you had the boom and then the bust. But Google did it right, or now I guess it's called Alphabet, where they marketed it. With, this costs you nothing. Again, there's no cash swapping hands, but they, they shape the whole universe of SEO, you know, search engine optimization. 
that 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 can make or break a business now. So Google has put. Well, I mean, I can't imagine. Itself. I can't imagine being a lawyer's internet person guru. Because lawyers spend, I would say, minimum a thousand dollars a month on Google. <laughs> minimum. Oh yeah. And in my job, I'm ha you know I have to tell clients this is worth paying for. This one maybe not so much. Uh, you got to be careful. You know, some Facebook is like this. If I pay them fifty bucks, I'm going to get ten thousand likes. Absolutely, and nine thousand nine hundred eighty four of them are going to be in India, where they will never come yeah. to your store. Well, really, I mean, like you know, you look at it as a dating app. It makes sense for Facebook to have a dating. I'm surprised they didn't do that before the marketplace. Because, you know, they introduced the marketplace like last year where you could sell stuff mm -hmm. and it's part of the service. I don't think you, I don't think Facebook charges you a percentage like eBay does or anything like that. I, mean, I haven't used it yet, so I'm, I'm not it's sure. More of a, it's more of a Craigslist kind of thing. Okay. And Craigslist, I think, is completely free unless you – I think I think you can pay to get your your item or whatever you're selling at the top when you click on Houston or whatever and it's at the top and people see it first. But – I mean, outside that, I mean, I don't, I just don't know what the big deal is about giving more information about dating. Oh, I, I agree. And I think uh, you're debating on when you said he, uh, I mean, really, what took him so long? Really, what we should be worried about is their ethical practices inside of Facebook. Because Facebook now, someone accused somebody who worked there of stalking, which, I mean, everyone stalks everybody on Facebook. So that wasn't a really big surprise. It's, Somebody having the ability to read messages because they've even admitted that. Then Twitter and stuff can read direct messages and stuff. So well, they're, the they're seeing your naughty pictures if you send it through. Right. Or everyone's seeing everything on your phone. So check this out. Facebook's revenue grew from $7.87 billion, with a B, in 2013 to $40.7 billion in 2017. So in four years... Almost six times it grew. Ad revenue. Pretty much. That. Can you imagine it? $40 billion a year is coming into a company that literally prov provides nothing. It's a, it's a stopping point for you to share pictures of your food and your cat. And, and I'm going to, I want to sell this rocking chair. It's, they don't give you anything, but people are paying through the $40 billion and that's 2017. Who's paying I, that? You know, well, the thing the I'm wondering is like sa same thing as Cambridge Analytic and stuff like that. Let me close out the segment. Is you're looking at a world that I don't understand. Like I don't understand if someone gave me a thumb drive of every single Facebook user and I, it's all on spreadsheets or whatever. How I can turn that into a profit in a sense of like using that information? I know there's I know people do it. Mm -hmm. I know people pay a lot of money for it, mm -hmm. but I just don't know how we get to that point. And I'm like, all right, where do people go to school for this? Like what, what classes are people taking to understand this complex data and putting it into, hey, instead of doing red, we're going to do yellow on this type of laptop because we looked at all this information from Facebook and it seems yellow is the color. And when people said favorite color, you know, two thirds of everyone on Facebook said yellow. So we better do yellow. It is, as the listener pointed out, this is the information age. And what back in the 80s and 90s, You'd have those people in the malls with the clipboards. And I, I was actually one of those people one summer to, to help pay for college. But it was market research analysts where when you went back well, in that room, you would taste test a again, product or you watch a movie well, trailer. That kind of stuff, even with polls, that you're asking the worst people. 
But those are the people, the people at the malls are the consumers and the ones who would go to the movie. Yeah, but I'm talking about the mentality of somebody going, someone coming up to my door and be like, hey, 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 let me ask you five questions. These five questions might change the way we do things. And I'm like, I don't care. Uh, Yeah, five, six, five, six. There you go. Boom. Go away. Like, they don't want to give their full opinion on stuff. Right. Like, especially with any political stuff. You're going to either get the most extreme people answering or you're going to get people who don't care once you out of their face. Or you're going to get people who are afraid to admit the truth, which is why all the polls said Clinton was going to win. And that's because people were afraid to tell the news. If I say I voted for Trump, you're going to wail on me and I'm going to get hate mail. So, yeah, I voted for which, her. You know, that's kind of changing now. We got Kanye West coming out of the of the uh, political closet. That's one of those. Oh, man, it's great. With friends like this, who needs enemas? Thank you. You're you like listening to Morgan's Lone Star. We're going to take a break. Thanks for tuning in for that extended segment. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station on Conroe's FM, 104.5, 106.1, and IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. So we'll be right back. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Once I used to believe I was such a great romancer that I came home to a woman that I could Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. <laughs> 10 13. Oh, why did we not have video today? Uh, you missed Dick. Uh, I'm not wearing pants. Getting no. jiggy with it. <laughs> Thank you for that. One. It's already 79 degrees. What the hey? It's going to get up to 88 today. Hey, by the way, I am vindicated, my young friend. Because, you know, I started the whole 1% chance of rain. Yesterday, they were saying, everyone else was saying 0% chance of rain. I was in the woodlands, rain fell on my head. I was outside the Home Depot, and there was a brief rain. It was light, but there was rain. There's Leo. Hey, Leo. Connor Coffee, sponsor of Morning's Lone Star. Hey, Leo. You can come in here if you want to talk. You want to talk? I don't want to talk oh, about... That's like, I, well, I don't want to talk about Hillary That's like Clinton asking a anymore. dog if you want to lick peanut butter off your finger, of course. She wants to here come in go. and talk. Cool. All right, so what you were telling me, uh, this, this uplifting story? Yeah, this is a good story. Uh, out of a tragedy comes good stories, and... Leo, you're just in time for this. Joining us is Leo Kona from Conroe Coffee. See, and I've got the thing. No, this is this is a recyclable gotcha. mug. It's one of the plastic. It's my backup oh. one. She thought I was drinking. Where's Starbucks. your other one? Do I have it? No, it's in the car. Okay. I just I, I grabbed you're the good. wrong one. You're on. Hello. Hello. So Hello. turn it up. Turn it up. People Hello. don't want to turn there you it up. Go. Okay. So turn Leo, good morning. Morning. Good morning. Uh, so obviously the Parkland shooting in Florida a couple months ago. Bad news. So there were 17. Lives were lost on that. Okay. Um, and of course, the typical gun stuff, all, all you know, that hit the news. But there's a good story that came out of it. There was this one victim named Scott Bagel or Bigel. I'm not sure how, how to pronounce his name. And his mom lived in another state and had to get to Florida. He, you know, this, this the yeah. kid, unfortunately, was passed away. All the flights were booked, you know, obviously nothing available. She was finally forced 
to take to charter a plane, you know, take a oh, charter. Wow. And was left with a $36,000 bill. It was 18000 each way because when you charter a plane, you got to pay for the return trip too, whether or not anyone else is on it. Mm-hmm. And when she got that bill, of course, through all her grief and stuff, at first she got the, your typical rep on the phone. She's like, listen, 36000 come on, this right. and that. They were intractable. She went on social media and not doing the whole, she, she was mature about it, but, but, you know, saying this is, I need help with this. Yep. So Adam Katz, who's the CEO of Talon Air, and this is the, the airline company, sent her, uh, I like to actually post the letter probably on our site. It's so beautiful. It, it's him saying what you've gone through is just unimaginable. Of course, we are waiving this fee. Wow. And whatever's left, you know, we are also going to donate a comparable amount. We're going to donate $18,000 to your son's foundation. And just went on and apologized, bending over backwards. How dare we have treated you like this beforehand? Yeah. This is, that's doing it right. And, you know, I'm not much of an emotional guy, but I I read that and I I got the whole, you know, you're crying. I'm not crying. You got, you're crying. I got something in my eye, man. Uh, Your thoughts on that? I mean, is it yay humanity after all? Yeah. No, I think that's good. I mean, especially for his company to do that. You know, that just says Yeah, you a can lot be an opportunist them. and say, okay, we can go one of two ways. We can legally stick to our guns and right. be viewed as jackasses, or yeah. yep. we can do the right thing. No, I like that. Oh, good. So, yeah. uh, Talon Air, hey, Dick, if we ever need to charter a flight somewhere, I know. I, I want to go Talon Air. I was just thinking that. I don't, I don't let those things affect my decision. Really? God, he's such a robot. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a T1000. Uh, is that the term? What, what I forget which model is which. T two thousand, I think, is the. Uh, who who is Robert liquid. Patrick? Yeah, I think he's the T two thousand. Was he the? I thought I thought he was a one thousand. I thought the two thousand was the gal. All right, looking it looking up. up. Dick's looking it up because I think Schwarzenegger was like the T eighty or the T eight hundred. Oh, you're on about that. Yeah, I'm Terminator. Like, I, I was yeah. lost for a second. Yeah, squirrel. You yeah, know, like what? I yeah. need more coffee, we huh? Kind of, we kind of bounced around. We yeah. we expect our listeners to keep up with us on this. I know, right? So that yeah, was he's the T one thousand. Okay. All right, let me. See. I'm, I'm gonna keep looking now. <laughs> That's my Halloween costume. I'm gonna be the T five thousand Terminator. Oh, yes. that would be so I, good. I infiltrate so well that I am literally the last yeah, person the in the universe. Schwarzenegger's the eight hundred. Yeah, okay. Schwarzenegger's the eight hundred. Look at who the female Terminator was. Mm-hmm. No, I'm the I'm the T five thousand. I'm the Terminator that literally you can't see coming because it's this. Oh, you know, camp. yeah, you look like a real guy, right? Yeah, TX was that the uh, the, the gal? Yeah. She's the TX, then I gotta be the TY, the TXX. Yeah, this is great. I'm looking at all these things. All right, so now, Leo, now talk I'm going about, down a hole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so Leo, well, help dig us out of this hole. So you're uh, moving. And oh, the shop Lord. is expanding and all kinds of stuff yeah, happening, there's right? there's lots going on. Um, and actually, right now, I just went around the Art League, Conroe mm-hmm. Art League. They have a trunk show starting Saturday. And I got my mom her Mother's Day gift. How wonderful. Yeah. Does mom listen? Can we find out what, what you got her? She looks on YouTube. I know that. Do you want to see it? Yes, yeah, sure. Okay. We're, we're not videoing today, okay. so you can see it. Oh, good, because I look like poop. Oh, so, Leo's you know, gorgeous. Yeah, the other day... Is that not cool? That is, uh, I wish I could uh, so describe it to people, but it's, it's beautiful. Uh-huh. It's like a silver 
it has a circle that's kind of wavy, but then in the center is glass that is an amber color, and it has a, that's a bee. But my mom loves spiders, and I actually thought it was a spider. That was my initial reaction, but, too. Yeah, but my mom won't know. It'll it'll be good. She'll <laughs> she'll love I it. I think it's a bee, love. No, mom. Yeah. It's a, so it's a spider. I would just rather support our local businesses down Absolutely. here and, and buy things from everywhere I can. Speaking of which, so, I, I had to have an early dinner last night, and you guys provided me a delicious Okay. Sandwich. I know, I, I, yeah, I got the uh, the chicken salad. Oh, I know. I love it. Couldn't okay, go any wrong. So a lot of people may I not know. know that. Conroe Coffee, obviously coffee, teas, yeah. others, drinks, uh, smoothies even, right? Smoothies, but ice cream. Food. And food. It, Dick, if you're stuck here and you like need a need a nice dinner that's not too filling, I'm telling you, the, the sandwiches. Yeah, but actually they hard. are quite filling. Because I got, so, I got yeah, a little biscuits. I, I think and, you got to reward that because yeah. I, mean, I want to be full up for dinner. That's right. I want to get full. Well, no, no, no. It filled me up, but I'm talking about a lot, not like a six-course meal. We're not just sitting like here a for buffet. 45. Wait, you, yeah. don't, you don't eat six-course meals for dinner? I, uh, sometimes day. I do. We're coming to your house if yeah. you do. Every sometimes day. I yeah. do. Sometimes Golden well, Corral sees me coming and okay. they go, oh, hello. So I will say, Jason and I, we've been moving, right? And I hope you end up over there. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, but we went, we re- we haven't eaten in, in either house for I don't know how long. So it's like, oh, pick this up, pick that up. We went to Golden Corral up here in Conroe the other night. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a Golden Corral here. Yeah, yeah just like off one exit 45 up. Forty-five across from Wiesner. Just turn right on forty-five and oh, just yeah, stay on the yeah. feeder road. You know what? We met the manager up there, Kirk. Nice guy. Um, and guess who else we ran into there? Dennis. Cindy. Oh, Cindy eats her all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, she had just been to the gym and she came in and was getting her food to go. So she looked good. But we ran into Cindy, and now we're family up there, I guess. But awesome. yeah, everybody was super nice in there. But I'll tell you, this move-in is for the birds. Did you get everything moved over finally? Except for that big refrigerator display case we have in the backyard yeah. at that house. And our old landlord will figure that out with us. we got to get it out, but he's going to give us a little bit to wait and see if we can sell it yeah. first. And have well, Leo, I will help up. you out here. I will absolutely volunteer Dick to help move this for you. No, we're already out. Now it's unpacking. But I'm going to bring up a gross subject here. So we have a bird. We have a parrot, right? A big mm-hmm. one, Murdoch. He swears at you. He talks. He whistles at you. He loves you. He's just a people bird, right? Mm-hmm. So when you buy bird food at the store, it always comes with moth eggs, lava in it. You have to put it in the freezer for 48 hours to kill the lava off. Otherwise, if you don't and you feed your bird, this lava comes out of the bird food and creates moths, right? They get up the corner in houses. It is gross. So we have not wanted to bring this to the new house. We we took care of it at the old house, but we realized yesterday where these things hide on the cage. So it's a huge metal cage that is like U-shape, right? These big parrots go in them. Well, it's put together with metal square tubes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. These little things are inside them holes. Wow. So we we put Murdoch's cage in the house and we were like, wait, I, I see, I call them worms. I see a worm. I, there's another one. There's another one. I couldn't tell you how many times we scrubbed that cage. So anybody, if you have a bird and you're having this issue, that's where they're coming from because they get in there and they hatch and then they wiggle their way out and become a moth. 
important it safety yeah, tip from Leo here. Although, am I the only one who's imagining she's telling this? My brain went to the parrots eating the larva and then but like alien no, it no. pops out of the bird's but they chest. Don't. This <laughs> alien mutant that's, that's moth. Uh, that's no. how the Mothman prophecy started, it's, I think. Yeah, but Parrot it, eating the bird We seed. did not know this. So that's important. If anybody out there has a bird and you want to keep the moth situation under control. I do like the idea of these people making bird food. And they're like, hey, this is something you just have to deal with. These because moth, it's moth. not in human mixed seeds. It's not in peanut yeah. bags. It's not in sunflower seeds. Does it even say it on the bag? It doesn't. But the lady at the pet shop in Tomball told me this like three years ago. So we would freeze it. But the thing is, it would still happen. So now my bird is not getting any bird seed. I brought him um, an assorted human nuts that are not salted, um, veggies, and his fruit. And he gets, like when I feed the dogs, he gets his bowl for the day. I'm not buying that seed no more. That's just, it's nasty. It's gross. It's nasty. It's nasty. <laughs> nasty. Nasty, nasty birds. Don't man it. But packing, we need bird. help unpacking. Lord, it's become. Well, that's because you have so much stuff. But we've and gotten I can, rid of I a mean, lot. I can though. talk to Jason about that. Go well, ahead. Jason's having a good time with that. Jason, yeah, I've did been you following. see what he posted yeah. yesterday? Yes, I did. I'm Do you know why? I don't don't know why that was in a box. I honestly don't. I and I will say it. But I that doesn't surprise my dogs. me. That doesn't surprise me though. I know, right? Is well, that just random? I well, I can see you going on this like cloning thing. And oh. you're like, I got to clone these dogs. Let me save the yeah. dog hair. No, I don't know why I had a bag of my dog's hair. I have Westies and I trim them. It saves money. I have four. But I don't know why this bag of dog hair was in one of the tubs. But Jason has a lot of stuff. And he's well, we, even. Why didn't he post a picture of it? I have no idea. I was like, dude, you can't talk about you finding a bag of dog hair. He was hair. sitting on the toilet while he posted that comment. Oh, see, Donald Trump does the same thing. He does? Oh, I wouldn't put them two together. Um, but, I just feel know. like that's when he does all of his Twitter work. Social media. Is sitting on, on the, the loo. On the loo. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know, that secret service is like, Donald, Donald, I am on the loo. Yeah. Hold we, on, we, I'm finishing we, up. We need your phone. We need your phone. <laughs> You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, hanging out with Leo from Conroe Coffee, stopping by. So maybe we get from Carly in here. Carly's right there. Hey, Carly, you want to come in? Let's see. Maybe. All right. You're listening to Lone Star. Right here. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio.
Alright, welcome back to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Condor's FM 104.5, 106.1. Hanging out in the studio with me is Leo and Carly. Hello. 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 Oh, hello. You there, Carly? I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't. Check, test, okay. check. Test, test. Got it. <laughs> you know what's funny is we get these really cool things like cough buttons and stuff, and then. They just never. I can't use my cough button. Yeah, because yeah, Dick spilled uh, coffee on tape. it. <gasps> you, it was Conroe coffee though, right? Yeah. There you go. It's yeah. okay. So we know it works. It'll get better. I, I can't tell why it was me. I'm gonna spill. But it was Conroe coffee, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yes, if he spilled, spilled coffee on the cough button, my bad. Hey, we're talking about some local events, and what we we talked about what's happening up here. Uh, but you know, today going on right now until two o'clock. So if you're listening, but you're job hunting uh, in the Woodlands, the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce has a community job fair. And it's happening on College Park Drive at the Sam Houston State University Woodland Center. Today, right now, going on from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So do that tomorrow. Uh, this is one for like uh, Carly and Leo. Ladies Night Out, the roaring 20th anniversary. It benefits uh, Yes to Youth with Montgomery County Youth Services. And it's going to be at the Pavilion. And uh, I think tickets will be kind of expensive, but worth it. I can't go out. I'm moving. I'm unpacking. <laughs> I'm killing moths. I'm, you know, okay. all of the above. Will you well, be? Will you be moved by the fifth? I will be. I, but I have plans on Saturday night. I'm going to be is, in Houston. You know, Cinco de Mayo is coming up. Yeah, well, on you the guys Friday, celebrate that. What day is that? The fifth. <laughs> it's is it Saturday? Because it's the Texas Taco, Tequila, and Margarita yeah. Festival. That's in, in spring, spring, right? In spring. Why are we talking about that? It's not Montgomery County. That's right. I well, was where's Preservation Park? I was, spring I was, is in Montgomery County, some parts of spring. Uh, I don't know. Whoa. I was going to tell you what I'm doing Saturday, but I'm going to be in Montrose, so I can't tell you because it's not local. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah. Say. We can't. We're, we're not allowed to talk about okay, that. Okay. Well, yeah, also, yeah. Saturday, <laughs> night, Saturday night is Waterway Nights also with the Woodlands Waterway starting at 630. Uh, they have free live music. And then, of course, you have uh, the yeah, Fiesta de Colores. Habitat for Humanity Gala, and that's about it for this Saturday. So things happening. A lot going on. Party down. Yeah. But we were talking about, be sure to catch Kiss Me Kate. Oh, yeah, that's Opening Friday. Tomorrow. Yeah, Friday. Not, uh, Friday. I'm sorry. Friday. I'm Saturday. <laughs> I'm going Saturday. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll make like, sure to tell the cast not to suck that day then. I have no, I'm like. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Carly's not, here. I'm Do not, not I'm, mess up. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> it's. Uh, don't don't worry about it. It's not. You should. They need criticism. Yeah, they, they do. They're actors. They need that kind of it's like shaping. scolding the dog. Sometimes that that lesson sits oh, a little better. Unless they ask for my feedback, I'm not going to give it. No, no. You just say you're some type of critic, and they're like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you suck." <laughs> Listen, I could only awesome. hear it. Oh my god! <laughs> but that person who j- picked up the cup and spilt it. Perfect. Everybody else sucks. <laughs> I, I got to tell this story because as a director, you, know, you have to juggle so many things in the year. 10,000. Oh, items. my gosh. But no, the other night, someone knocked over a little planter tree, a little, like, little okay. dinky thing. Okay. And, and I tell the cast, there are two schools of thought. When you're watching a play, sometimes a prop will drop. Let's say a pencil falls on the floor. Some directors say, ignore it, pretend it's not there, and just go through the scene. As an audience member, when that happens, I can't take my eyes off the damn pencil. Like the whole to see like, who's going to touch it? it? You know, it's or there. if someone in a black suit comes in and like pulls well, that's the it worst indiscreetly. Possible thing. So yeah. I tell my cast, in character, if the pencil drops, pick it up. 
Yeah. And so the other night we're rehearsing and there's this young gentleman in my cast who is, he's awesome. He's learning some stuff, but someone knocked over a tree during a dance step and it's in the corner. And I know sooner or later someone will get it. Well, he kind of sneaks out like Dick Dastardly <laughs> thinking no one's going to see him, puts it back up and then goes, sorry, and walks backwards. So my notes were never, ever do that <laughs> ever. Um, but wouldn't that create like a little bit of comedy right there? Well, when you want comedies, the thing is that you're creating a universe for two or three hours uh-huh. that you, you're immersing the audience in where you're saying, okay, this is a universe where people can sing and dance. Yeah. And, and you're asking them to accept that universe and people will until you break the rules. We will believe anything as long as you follow the rules of that universe. We watch the X-Files uh-huh. and there are funny episodes and there are serious episodes. Yeah. And, and we accept that universe, that aliens and stuff. But if they suddenly had a musical episode, you'd lose everybody. I don't yeah. know about that. Buffy the Vampire. But that one. was the universe. You could have a singing, dancing episode in that universe. That's why I've never gotten Same a part of any of the but theaters. But you could do that Because obviously files. I can't sing. No, you couldn't. Be- people would. <laughs> Here's, okay, it's the difference between <laughs> ER and Scrubs. Scrubs had a musical episode. But X-Files, ER you, didn't. you could totally say, you remember that episode where that guy was just very fortunate? I forgot who the actor plays, but it's like that theory where or he started chain reactions. Uh-huh. And that was just who he was. He embodied it. So, like, it never happened to him, but it happened around him all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, people would die and stuff. And that's what they found at the end. It's just him. It's not, like, someone trying to kill people or anything. It's just. Right. So, you could definitely have something that, like, an alien visits Earth. Especially with the new episodes. I remember that really weird episode with a New Zealand actor where he's a lizard and he'd only like expose himself when he's exposing himself, that right. kind of thing. They uh-huh. played on that. You could totally have an alien in there that like makes people sing. But I'm talking about where Mulder and Scully sing. Oh, yeah, well, totally. But Fringe could. Remember that, remember that dream sequence he had in the new episode? Well, here's the thing Fringe, which I is kind of like the new X Files, they actually had an episode where it was Monty Python. Some guy drops LSD. And hallucinates the whole episode. So you can get away with it because that's uh, the universe that that uh, it creates. Yeah. So well, in Kiss Me, Kate, you're asking the audience to accept you're not only in 1940s, but you're also 1940s watching a 1590s play. And you have to carefully craft that universe. You can't have... That's why we tell people, turn off your cell phones. Right. Because if I'm in... 16th century Padua, oh, yeah. and I hear a cell you phone going off. You always hear snaps, a cell phone. It snaps always. people out of it. There's always that one person that thinks, yes. and we tell them beforehand, but there's that one person who thinks it doesn't apply to them, or no one's going to call me. Right. And so my cast has actually been given specific instructions on what to do if that goes down during this show. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, that I, might I be am fun. shameless in my shaming. Yeah, I would just stop and stare. Who's that? Who was that? Well, don't forget, we're in the 1940s at this point. Okay. So what would you do? Well, What's that sound? No, she, she wouldn't be allowed to talk. Me? Yeah. We're 1940s, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no bank account. Yeah. No, you know. No, no yeah. Jeez. Machine gun? That darn 19th no. Amendment. <laughs> Machine gun. Give them the vote and see what happens. They got all oh, uppity man. in your face. Isn't history wonderful? I know, right? <sighs> Smells bad. That's too. one thing I always, I, I wish a show who does time travel is they got that right. Because they kind of do, kind of like when we were talking about Doctor Who when they went back and there was a thing about a black woman being around that time. Mm-hmm. And they somehow justify it. It was like, you, you, they're trying to make it like history yeah. in Britain. And yeah. I'm like, come on, it'd be a lot worse than that. Especially yeah. especially when you're in the slums. Like, that's like, a, there's like there's no rules there. That's yeah. one of those tropes yeah. where, you know, they say you can understand every language because the TARDIS lets you do it. But think about the Star Trek Universal Translator. Oh, you can understand any language because it translates as long as you're wearing it. 
but that doesn't explain how their lips match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you see. So, oh. again, that's the universe well, uh, you just well, accept. Well, what worked was in the Hitchhiker's Guide, because the fish. The Babel fish, uh-huh. You just hear Yeah, it. put the fish in your ear. Right. But, but if you notice, lips, when they the, start speaking the, English, they're speaking with their mouths in English. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's called the willing suspension of disbelief. You just... Are you any good at that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can watch Star Trek and enjoy the fact Not that I can see lasers and kiss me, Kate. Are you, are you able to tell us that? Like, are you going to put me in a system of or whatever you just said? The, the willing suspension yeah. of disbelief? Yeah, I'd like to think so, because right off the bat, it's... Well, I'll, I'll give you a secret. We literally build the set during the opening number. When you walk in, it's a bare stage. Oh, cool. With just a single light shining. And that, and people listening, you know, I'm kind of giving away a secret here, but that's like, wait a sec, they're not, where's the stuff? That's gonna be fun. And as the song progresses, people come out with this building, with this oh. flat, with this, and at the end of the number, the set's built and the that's show starts. Cool. And so we're letting people know this is, instead of pre, pre-establishing the universe, where you walk in and you see Padua, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's basically it's a blank page of tabula rasa, what's about to happen Yeah. What what was the one they did over there where it was the back of the set, or it was? Well, that was noises off over the Crichton. Mm. No, mm. no, there was one at the Owen mm. where it was the back of the set. The actors. Maybe you're sitting in the wrong seat. <laughs> Maybe I was behind. There could the have been stage. another one, but the, the most recognizable one is called Noises Off because at the same time the Crichton was doing it, I was directing another one at another theater, the same show. Well, you love bringing that up. It was, a, it was a good show, but you sp- you spin the set around and you see what then you see. I don't think it spanned this set. Okay. It was behind stage, and it it was a two story house, and there was all these different rooms, and there was a couple that showed. I wish I could remember. There was a couple that showed up. I don't up. think I've ever seen a two-story house at the Owen. Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, yeah. it was a two-story. Well, it had stairs and it had the balcony and there were rooms. And a couple met at this estate. Yeah, it's noises off and it was at the Crichton. Because the, the ceiling at the Owen is only 12 feet up. You can't, literally can't do a two-level two set. Then you are right. Um, Remember but, that, folks. That was the first time I I'm was thinking. I'm, I'm thinking that larva got to inside of her. I think, yes, the moths. Is she going to do a John Hurt on this? Just, <laughs> you're not going to start freaking out and make us all scream. <laughs> this is well, kiss me, Gabe. It sounds really cool. I want to let people know that it's starting on Friday. Yes, indeed. It's 8 p.m. and it goes four weekends, so you have plenty of time to see it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, come to uh, coffee first. Yes, yeah. and Conroe Coffee, we make sure to tell open people after. I heard on show notes. always tell me it's open afterwards. We close at 10 on Friday and Saturday night, but I think the plays go a bit longer than that. We'll just leave the play and go grab some coffee. <laughs> or <laughs> skip the end. Come, all, come yeah. over during intermission. Doing, yeah, go in intermission. Come yeah. On, yeah, that's what I did when I was at the Crichton the other night. It's like, I need coffee, man. Oh, did <laughs> so, yeah. you guys were open and it was awesome. So, uh, you know, at the, o- at the Owen, they do serve beer and wine for intermission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you just want to, if you're driving home like me, come over to Conroe Coffee. You want to stay awake while you're driving? <laughs> one, thing I, one thing I, I don't like about going to, mm. to the theaters is how awkwardly quiet it gets sometimes. And then you start noticing little little noises. Oh, yeah. And it, some plays work. Like, what's funny, I was w- w- watching Rampage with Carly, and she had the audio description in. And yeah, so when it like was... that movie was loud, but there were moments where I would kind of could hear the person talking to you, Carly. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately thought, what happens if you go see The Quiet Place? Or A Quiet Place, that new movie. Apparently, it's like very quiet, the whole movie. Yes. 
So, so no, the I whole premise to, is oh, so go it's, ahead. It's but okay. So the way it works, I have to I have to turn it up when there explosions because. Well, no, I saw the that. Screen is so loud. But the but like this movie, so this movie is all about uh, they 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 sign to each other, they lip talk to each other because they oh, have to be quiet because okay. the so, beast can hear sound. So, yeah, there are yeah. monsters that so you're on sound. Oh, okay. Uh, like you would, should go check that movie out, Carly, because yeah. I bet that audio description is insane. So yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're gonna be describing a like whole everything. Lot to me. Yeah, and even the captions because they explain the captions to me too. You should check that movie. Do you like scary movies? Yeah. Yeah, you should probably check that movie. I hate scary okay. movies. Okay, yeah, so I, I have a question like, for Carly. Like you have to get somebody else to go see that with you. I have a question but, for Carly on this one. Is it the same kind of voice? Is it clinical, or does it change the mood depending on the movie? For instance, if there's a blow, like Jurassic World, be and the dinosaurs are coming and eats this guy, but then you will go watch Fifty Shades of Grey and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, he like, looks, and at, she looks at her and grabs, his lips. grabs his whip. So it's it's <laughs> different um, from like. All all the movies that are made here in the U.S. They have a uh, somebody who who is American doing the act and doing the um, well, description. Is it the in the world is guy? It, but, is it is it the same as like an audiobook in mm-hmm, a way, like in the mm-hmm. way the performance? Because we yeah. watched Rampage, and there were a lot of scenes that like you kind of like when the camera's far away and it's showing you the overall chaos these monsters. And I was just thinking, okay, you could describe like what one person's doing, but how do you describe what like an army is doing to three beasts that are doing three different things? One's climbing a building, one's swimming in a lake, and the other one is just throwing tanks. It's like it's, it's chaos. Okay, so how how they're doing it is they're they're doing a separate audio track. Yeah. Uh, so when you're when you go to the movies, you're hearing the movie and you're hearing the separate audio. That's crazy. Um, I'm telling you, Quiet Place. Yeah. That would uh, that to me. I want to go see that. It well, the, my favorite part was at the very end of the movie. This giant monkey. Spoiler alert! Flicks off the rock. Shows him oh, okay. the bird. You keep on going between the Quiet Place and Rampage. So I think there's a giant monkey at the end of the Quiet Place. Uh, well, there might be. I don't know. I've never yeah. seen the movie, but like there, that happened. I looked at Carly and I was like, "Did you hear that?" Because that was kind of funny. And, then, and she goes, <laughs> "Yeah." She's like, "She's like, I heard." Well, because it was really quiet. And so I was making sure she got that joke because it was kind of a play on joke throughout the whole movie. And then uh, she's like, yeah, it told me. <laughs> well, speaking of like movies and stuff, yeah. you know, Chris Pratt is finding himself under fire right now. Well, because he plays Star-Lord. Yeah, well, apparently in the Avengers movie, which I haven't seen yet, so I won't give too much of a spoiler, uh, his character, Star-Lord from yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, inadvertently helps the bad guy do something. And as a result, Chris Pratt, the actor, is being taken to task for what Star-Lord, his character, has done. Mm-hmm. And his, his actual Q-score could drop on this. He could actually... What's a Q-score? Uh, it's a... Uh, uh, name is called the Entertainment Q-score, and it's basically your marketability. For instance, here's a classic example. Katie Couric, after her husband passed away when she was on the Today Show, her Q-score is through the roof because she was a young, and I'm speaking very clinically here, young... A uh, good-looking female widow, America's sweetheart. Everyone loved her, so she was highly marketable. Now with her backing up Matt Lauer and and the Yahoo took her away, and then she Yahoo stock plummeted. Her Q score went down that she can't command as much money anymore, and it, it determines what you'd be cast in, how much you would get paid. This could actually affect Chris Pratt's ability to get paid well 
for a movie, if enough people, and I've been on the receiving end of it. We talked about it before. I wrote a book, a novel, and I kill off one of the characters halfway through, and I got death threats over wow. killing off this character. Like, how dare I? You bring him back, or I, and or hate mail. And on one end, it's a charge because this guy's a figure, figment of my imagination. Yeah. And so, to someone to believe in that enough, we're talking earlier about the universe. Yeah. yeah. They believe that universe. On the other end, it's like, lady, seriously, he's. He's not real. Yeah. Promise. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You promise? That's promise. crazy. Then be. bring him back. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about, so I'm just like, no. You're okay. You're okay. Don't worry. I don't worry. know what I'm talking about. You're not alone. I just start that. talking and see what comes out. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We got to take a quick break. We will be back with more fun. We got one more segment left, so stick around. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. We got about five minutes left in today's show. Special guests with us, Leo from Conroe Coffee. Very special. And Carly from Conroe. (laughs) And we got an end of the show. So remind people you're listening to Mornings of Lone Star. We'll be back tomorrow morning. And uh, we do have some special guests tomorrow. That's right. We're going to have the Conroe Art League in the yeah. studio talking about their upcoming uh, Mother's Day fundraiser slash like trunk show, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was over there this morning. Is that where you got That's that? That's where I got my yeah. mom's gift. I didn't listen. You cause... should. Of course I, not. Well, I, I have the excuse. I am a busy engineer. There are two computers in front of me, folks. Yeah, and you will you know Google it. it All right, so, you know, no, no, this is what I got in an argument with Holly because she's like, you always watch TV when I'm in the room. I'm like, well, it's on. And she's like, well, no, you're supposed to be paying attention to me. And I go, well, then turn off the TV. Because, like, I guarantee you, if I'm in a room where TV's on, I'm going to be like, huh. You know what? She needs to get over that. Well, that no, I, is like, and I just told her, like, I can turn it it's, off. It's yeah. just, I'm just, you know, if we're at a place, like, if we're at, a, like, a bus stop or something like that, and the TV's on, like, I'm watching, trying to figure out what's on TV. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know I what it you. is. I don't know. Especially Man. the worst is when you're at, a, like, a bar and they're playing, like, CSI. But with no dialogue. I don't know why CSI is on while you're at a bar, but I'll sit there and like try to figure out what the plot is. And, and like my brother, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to figure out who this killer is. Well, one second, I'm like making it up in my mind, like watching the show. But those are the best shows. Yeah. But you should see some of the stuff they have over there. They have, um, there's one lady that makes these beautiful silk scarves um, with watercolor. I think it's, Ooh. they look like watercolor, mm-hmm. but she has actually. Maybe kind of like a tie-dye kind of thing, maybe? Yeah, but not tie-dye. But not like the traditional. Art, but... Like wow. flamingos on it. and No, I'm. Oh, actual like watercolor artwork. Beautiful. Oh. Yes. So, ooh, I would love one of them. I I'm mean, all about the artwork. And that's beautiful. why I love sitting here when I look through the plate glass window behind you. And I get to have see the new art the up there. Have you two large pieces I have there? not yet. <gasps> oh, really? Oh my gosh! I'll pop over after one the of show them is like eight thousand, and the other's twenty five hundred. Um, but his show is next month. It, it's in June, actually, okay. and um, the end of June. But these pieces, you have to come look. I will. They're fabulous. I love those who don't know Conroe Coffee. Every month they have like they showcase a new mm-hmm. artist and just amazing artwork. I bought 
several pieces yeah. from artists there. I won't be buying the $2,500 piece. I know. For if, sure. he'll, if he'll take a payment plan on that one, like a couple dollar a day for the month, next thousand months, you know, it's yours. I would take, I would want that. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, but the Art League have some beautiful things. Like if you want something unique for your mom, Mother's Day's coming up. I know. So, I got I to gotta get that. Yeah, I'll be in Oklahoma that weekend. What's in Oklahoma? Uh, I'm going up there to see my family. Cool. Uh, with my mom. So. Well, you could get something before you go. Well, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the other guest we have, we do have Nathan Arizotti, your neighbor, coming in. My neighbor. And uh, he's going to be doing a, a, a wrap-up <laughs> from two weeks ago. We had the, the county fair. Mm-hmm. And so we have that coming in. And then That I, was awesome. That it was, was a fun, great time. Awesome. And then yeah. on Friday, we got uh, John Walling coming in. He's a part of the Harley-Davidson chapter Cut and Shoot. And they're doing a fundraiser. Good shoot. And uh, that should be good. He was actually here on Monday, and I was like, hey, you know you booked on Friday. He's like, I'm not on your show. I'm mm. on March's show. And I was like, oh, oh excuse me. Oh, enough. But, uh, yeah, that's what's going on. You guys okay? Doing, doing okay? Yep. Yeah, it's a beautiful day today, guys. So yes. get out and do something. It's humid. It's, it's muggy. It's oh, yeah. Humid, it's yeah, I don't really notice that it's stuff because I try to be it, positive every day. Not me. We're about no. to hit so clearly. When it's hu- You see this hair? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, old. folks. <laughs> yeah. We gave away our tickets to Kiss Me Kate this week. We're going to give oh, away some next dang. week. Yes, indeed. More and next week. Uh, follow us on social media. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. We have a full lineup. Full lineup can be found at IRLoneStar.com. Shows today. Check it out. We got Jake from Sports Talk, and then we also have Justice is Blonde and Hopefully Rick's getting feeling a little better. Yeah, but, I saw him last oh. night. He looked pretty bad, but he was a trooper. He hung in there. Yeah. And I think he's going to have some Kiss Me Kate people on the air today. Great. Let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope. I'll be unpacking. <laughs> looking for moths. I'll be thinking of you <laughs> unpacking. Uh, oh, you're listening to Lone Star. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Yeah. There are so many secrets. There are some we never tell. Why were you so surprised that you never saw the stranger? Your lover see the stranger in yourself Don't be afraid to try again Everyone goes south Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcasts, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.